We're back. <laughs> We're back in different rooms again. <laughs> yes, it's it's good to be back. It's been uh, it's actually four weeks since I I've been on uh, live with Mark. I've, of course, for those who might have seen our sneak preview last Tuesday, uh, we were in the same room um, because of us being in England. But uh, yeah, it's great to be back. And last week when Mark was was talking, I Anne and I were watching at, uh, I think it precisely, Anne said it was 36,000 feet. 36, which we, we, That's we, the first, my friend. That I think so. I do not think we've had anybody watching the webcasts from 36,000 feet before. <laughs> so, as ever, you are pioneering oh, new yeah. things. Well, I, you yeah, know, maybe, when, maybe one day we'll have the whole of an airplane watching us. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, and of course, you know, we just, uh, you know, the Colossians verse that talks about us, or actually the Ephesians 2 verse that talks about us being seated in heavenly places. We just want it to, to be literal. We were actually. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. So we couldn't resist, but yeah, and it was fine. It was, uh, you know, I had to upgrade to the, the high bandwidth, which wasn't high bandwidth, but it was as high as it gets. High. It was high. <laughs> High, high. <laughs> in the air, but not high in, in volume, but it was good enough to, to watch. So, yeah, for and for those who maybe have kind of uh, haven't been really in touch with what's going on, Mark, uh, Anne and I went to, to Europe, uh, I guess now three weeks ago, and yeah. three weeks today, we uh, with Mark and met Mark and, and went to Halvert in the Netherlands, had a conference there. And then after that, uh, I Anne and I snuck over to Ireland, and it was a secret at the time, but in a sense a secret. But uh, our our son got married in Ireland uh, to his wife and our new daughter Annie, and so we had a wedding there. Then we went back to England and had another conference in Gloucester, and then uh, then Bridge North. So it was it was great. So we just had a great time together. And of course, we had a lot of fun just being together, oh, and yeah. talking, playing with toys, and you know, uh, hopefully, you know, it was what I think four years since we were last together. So yeah. hopefully, it's not going to be that long. Yes. Um, again, but you know, who knows? But anyway, we are back together in our little digital boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you in your small corner, and me yeah. in mine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I I proved to everybody who watched us on the webcast who had never met us in person that you know i i do indeed have legs and so because mike was uh, encouraging me to be able to display to prove that so i, I think we did that that was a success so yeah yeah and we did actually have a photograph taken in the netherlands of the two of us i think it was kind of accidental but there was there was one moment where we were talking to each other at the front of the conference room and behind us was a big tv screen which was a little bit too high. If it had been a little bit lower, it would have been a very, very good representation of our weekly Wednesday um, viewpoint. So uh, someone took that photo and sent it to us just for yeah. a bit of fun. So yeah, great stuff. So what are we doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> then back to normal business has re resumed. What are we doing? <laughs> yes. Well, the last couple of weeks I've done um, a, a mini series looking at the two trees in the garden. So two weeks ago, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then last week, looking at the tree of life. And uh, we kind of feel this is these, this is such a huge uh, topic. 
um, we wanted to sort of ground it a bit more today by having a discussion together. So that's the plan. <laughs> and we'll see where we go, eh, Barry? Yeah, as, as we do. And uh, one of the things that was kind of funny when, when we were together in Mark's office, um, you know, we had we kind of hatched up this plan that we would just do this this uh, unannounced uh, live stream for ten minutes, and we looked at each other and we thought, I don't know what are we going to say. I don't know what, and then we kept on going back and forth. But you know, we we ended up kind of filling the the air. It wasn't dead air space, so I, I trust that that will be the same today. So, and one thing I should I just want to mention that this how much I appreciate it. You know, just meeting people face to face, friends that mm-hmm. have, have been so faithful on on the webcast, and they yeah. they come up and they said, "I, we, you know, they, they, uh, you know, people I've never met before, and of course, friends that I we have met, and, and good to reconnect with them as well." But uh, you know, it, it, like I said to Mark, it's just because we've been doing this for thirteen years, sharing our lives, yeah. and they they may know you know about our families and everything else, and so they're very familiar with us, and so it was just such a joy to to meet people face to face and of course Mark has more of an experience with that uh, than, than we do because what did I say uh, I think it's been the last time that I was in both Holland and England I think was 17 years ago that's right yeah, yeah so yeah. that that's it's crazy a good length of time yeah and of course for you guys in North America Canada we were able to give Barry a treat because Tim Hortons is just right. creeping over across the pond to the UK. And in Gloucester, there was a Tim Hortons just down the road from the hotel where we did the conference. So we couldn't resist. Um, we we took, the, um, took Barry and Anne to Tim Hortons. They did a very um, good critique of the coffee and the lack, I have to say the lack of creamer uh, I don't think he's forgiven me yet, but um, <laughs> we don't do creamer in the UK with coffee. So yeah. I'm going to have to have a word with Tim Horton's management and say, yeah. you know, room for improvement. You need creamer. But yeah. we, we had the experience. We had the photo. Yeah. <laughs> and we discovered that in the UK, you can buy a hamburger in Tim Horton's, which you can't do in Canada. Exactly. So, I so mean, there we go. Yeah. And it was great. I, uh, I, of course, you know, the, the coffee and cream and coffee, um, is maybe more of a North American phenomenon. So I, you know, everywhere I went in, in Europe or, or England, it was pretty much the same. <laughs> no, no, no cream, but anyways, it was good. Not complaining about that. So we managed to find some for him. Yes, we did. So I, you know, on that note, before you can mark, you're, you're going to, Kind of share, kind of a kind of a recap of what you yeah. you talked talked about, and then we'll have the conversation. So, is it okay if sure. I start and just pray? And yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. So, Father, we thank you that <laughs> we are your sons and daughters. Thank you for lifelong friendships, and uh, yeah, we just pray that even tonight would just be a fresh uh, revealing of your heart and your love, and and how much you just want us to live in. Uh, just that tree of life revelation and and anything in our lives, Father, that we're leaving, uh, kind of living out of the wrong tree, that uh, out of our intellect and our own theology and all kinds of things that would just cause us to reason. And um, yeah, Father, we just pray that by your Holy Spirit tonight, there would be freedom to come for each and every one of us so that we would just be just flowing in the river of life, flowing in the tree of life, just living in that place, living loved, 
knowing that Almighty God is our dad. So we just thank you for that. Yeah. Pray a blessing on Mark as he shares open hearts from around the world and everybody who listens afterwards that the, the, the message will be as fresh and timely as those who are listening live. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody amen. said amen. All right, matey, you do your thing okay. and just call me back. Okay. So, um, yeah, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about these two trees and um, really just want to um, unpack those a little bit again and just kind of summarize what we talked about. What Sorry, are you doing, Barry? that was my bad. I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> okay. pressing the wrong button. He hasn't done this for a few weeks. So we'll let him Here you go. I'm, I'm back and I won't yeah. push any more buttons. <laughs> okay, right, man. We're back. Just a recap on, on the last couple of weeks. We've got these two trees in the garden. And, you know, it's really very easy to think of the tree of knowledge of good and evil as pervading the whole of humanity, the whole of life, you know, politics, education, finance and everything. And of course it does. But I really want us to limit our understanding of it tonight or our discussion of it in our relationship with the father on how that relationship has been polluted by this wrong tree. And this tree started off as a series of lies that Satan told um, Adam and his wife in the garden. You know, it started off with, did God really say? Now, what God had said to, to Adam was, you can eat of any tree in the garden apart from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's two trees in the center of the garden, but you cannot eat from one of them, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And when Satan comes to the woman, he slightly changes, well, he changes it quite a lot and very subtly leads her into this lie. And because what he says is, you know, Satan says, oh, you can't eat from any tree in the garden. So he's making it very, very broad, easy to answer that. And the woman says, no, 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 we can eat from any tree, but not the one in the middle. And she doesn't specify which tree that is. You see, these two trees are really about our relationship with the Father. You know, there's, there's mankind and there's the Trinity. And what Satan wanted to do was to trick us to believing we had to live out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said to the woman, if you eat the fruit, you will become like God, knowing good from evil, right from wrong. And that's really how we've ended up living, because what we did was we stepped into the orphan hearted way of Satan and the orphan hearted way that Satan sowed into the heart of humanity. That orphan heartedness says the only way for me to relate to God is through my own effort. And I have to decide what is good. I have to decide what is evil. I have to decide what is right. I have to decide what is wrong. I will spend my time doing what I think is good and I will try my hardest not to do what is, is wrong. And if I can get that balance right, then I will climb this wrong tree and I will end up having a relationship with the father. Um, that's what the orphan hearted mentality has done to us. It's polluted the relationship that God wanted to have with us and the the relationship he created us to enjoy, which was sonship, which was to live as sons, to walk 
as Jesus walked. That was our original inheritance. And that's what we lost when we believed the lie and when we stepped into the orphan hearted way of Satan. And I find it interesting that this tree of this wrong, let's call it the wrong tree. It's just easier. The wrong tree is the knowledge of good and evil. Whereas the other tree is the tree of life, the tree of life itself. It's not the tree of knowledge about life. It's the experience of life. And that's what the father wanted. He wanted us not to have knowledge about life, but he wanted us to have the experience of life. And that's what we lost when we listened to the lie and we came into this orphan hearted way of living, which Satan very, very subtly sowed into us. And so our relationship with the father has been polluted so that we think we must do good and we must not do evil. And so it's all about what we do or how we behave or how we live. Whereas the tree of life is really all about the downward flow of life from heaven. And so this tree of the knowledge of good and evil has really corrupted us because it's Satan's corrupted wisdom. Ezekiel uh, 28 talks about Satan's beauty and perfection in heaven and how that somehow became corrupted and he was thrown out of heaven to earth and he sowed that corrupted wisdom into our hearts and we live from this orphan-hearted basis of corrupted wisdom trying to get close to God out of our own effort and we've missed the whole dynamic of living from the tree of life and so that's kind of what I did two weeks ago when I talked about the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil. And if you want, you know, more, um, you know, if you want the fuller background, I, I'd really recommend you go on the website and and look at, you know, watch that video in full. And then last week, um, I followed that on by talking about the, the tree of life, which is the downward flow of life from heaven. See, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. And that's what he wants us to enjoy. That's our inheritance as sons and daughters, is that we, we live and we experience life. And because of the fall, that was not possible. And so what God the Father did in, in, his, in, in his mercy was he gave us the law. Now, the law was never meant to be a set of command. It was never meant to be a rigid set of commandments, but it was a it was always meant to be a relational framework of how we could relate to God. You know, and it's like God says, don't murder. You know, what he's really saying is, if you really want to be like me, you know, there is nothing in me that would want to murder anybody. And if you want to be like me, then you won't want to murder either. See, that's the relational framework that he gave us. And Paul writes about that in Romans chapter seven. And his conclusion is the law is not sinful. It's holy and it's spiritual, but we just can't keep it. And Paul describes this tension of, you know, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. And it's, you know, he struggles with that. We all struggle with it. And despite the law being good, we cannot keep it. 
And that's what Peter recognizes in Acts chapter 15, where he says, Peter says in the council in Jerusalem, he says, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? And so there's this internal struggle going on that we we just cannot keep the law. And Paul describes it um, in, in this way. He said it's, it's the law of sin and death that is at work in us that kind of overrules the law of Moses and the law of sin and death, which comes from the corrupted wisdom of Satan, is the thing that governs us and prevents us keeping this relational framework. But then Paul gets to the end of Romans 7 and starts the good news and says, thanks be to God, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ because we live according to the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which lives in us. And Paul is showing us another way that, and Ezekiel prophesied this, that we would receive a new heart and the father would put his spirit in us and that would motivate us to walk in his ways. So the, the good news is, Paul says, it really is possible to live from the tree of life. And we can receive the downward flow of life from heaven because the Holy Spirit in us is the one who transforms us into this new way of living. It's not through our own effort. It's not through our own behavior. It's not through our own performance of trying to do the right thing and not doing the wrong thing. But it's about the spirit of life in us. And then I just finished off last week by looking at a number of scriptures that talk about us as trees. You know, Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or seat in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of living, of, by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prof prospers. And of course, we've got John chapter 15 about us being a branch connected to the vine. And I found a, pro a proverb yesterday. It's Proverbs um, 11.30. It says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and the one who is wise saves lives. And I finished off last week um, talking about how I believe we can become like the tree of life. And we see that picture in Revelation. We see that picture in uh, Ezekiel um, 47, that there's this river of life that flows from the temple, from the presence of God. There's this river of life. And by the side of this river are trees planted. And those trees produce fruits and bring healing to the nations. And that's the inheritance that was promised to Abraham and that's the inheritance that we as sons and daughters also inherit. And so I, I ended up last week talking about us becoming the tree of life as we live from this downward flow of life from heaven. There's a number of scriptures. Um, you know, if you do a word search on your electronic Bible or on, on Google or something, you'll find a number of scriptures that actually talk about us being trees planted by a river of life 
And so I, I really believe that as we let go of the uh, orphan-hearted way of life, um, we, we come into this new way of living by the law of the spirit of life. And we discover instead of a place of slavery, we discover a place of freedom. And now, so it's like there's an inheritance for us as sons and daughters to bring life and healing to the nations. The life that we've received, the life that we live in, the flow of life from heaven, we can be ministers of to other people. And I find that very exciting for us to, you know, to find and discover this new way of life. Now, I'll bring Barry back in in a second, but um, just to sort of conclude the, the summary, it's like, when I present it like this, it's, it's kind of, it almost seems like it's it's either or you either live from the tree of knowledge of good and evil or you live from the tree of life and it's like you know you you can you can make a decision to stop one and start the other and yeah i, I realize maybe just giving this very brief summary it can sound like it's either or but we all know the tension of uh trying to get rid of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, trying not to live out of performance and striving, trying not to live a life of judgment and seeking to be open to receive the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And, you know, we all, I think we all recognize that tension that we have, that it's not either or, it's kind of hopefully one diminishes and the other one increases. But, <coughs> excuse me, inside all of us, there is that tension, I believe, um, between the two. But I do believe as we go on this journey of sonship, the tree of knowledge will, of good and evil will diminish and the tree of life in us will grow. And Barry, if you can press the right button, feel free to come back. <laughs> My apologies, everybody. Four weeks away from this uh the system here. I pushed the rock button. Yes, I think I think I, I've got it right. Um, yeah, I appreciate Mark everything that you've shared and and I like you said. I I believe this is an ongoing tension in our lives. It's not either or. It's uh, it's continual, right? And and I just think of when you said that. I, I thought of Romans twelve one and two that says, "In view of God's tender mercies, present your bodies as living sacrifices." That are, which are wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship. And then verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we would know, again, what the, the perfect will of God is for us. And it's that transformation, which is the metamorphosis, which is the caterpillar to the butterfly. It's that kind of thing that we're in that process, right? And And I think that's the... The tension that we live with that in that process and the renewing of the mind is is to actually have the mind of Christ. So, you know, and we've talked about this before, but metanoia is actually the Greek word for repent in the New Testament. So it's yeah. not a shame based word. It's not. But it is a transformational word. It is uh, a going yes. in a, a different direction. It is thinking like God thinks, you know, it's not in an intellectual thinking, but it, it's in that it's coming in an alignment of his plan and his purpose and his love for us and all those wonderful things. And I, and to me, I just think, you know, when I think of the kind of the original temptation about, 
if you do this, if you eat of this tree, you will be like God. And because they were son, a son and daughter to the father already, you know, Luke 3, at the end of Luke 3, it says that Adam was the son of God, a son of God. And that the, the, the lie that he baited with them is that they weren't already like God, right? Mm-hmm. That they actually had to do something apart from just living and just being to be separate from God in order to be like him. And of course, that's the lie of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that we have to somehow be you know, uh, reasoning and rationing. And, and, and it's not only the tree of evil, it's the tree of good as well. So that's, you know, so that's, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's a struggle that we're, we're in. We're all in that. We live in a, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so, you know, it is this tension. And, and so my encouragement to anybody who's listening with this, like we're, you know, this is, this is just a humanity, right? And we are all being transformed from one degree of glory to the next in this, but I, I really believe that, Mark, what you've shared is it gives us an idea that where the Father wants us to live experientially, not intellectually, not mm-hmm. some kind of rationalization of, of our mind or our human emotions or whatever, but it's actually by the Holy Spirit that lives in us yeah. that we are able to actually experience this in a, in a very practical way. Yeah, I think for, for me, the key to to help with this tension that we we all feel is is actually Romans 8 verse 1 and 2 you know there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and mm. and as 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 Christians you know we put our trust in him we become in Christ Jesus there is no condemnation there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ for what the law for the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death so this this struggle that we have with the law of sin and death is although that overrules the law of moses there's a higher greater law which is the law of the spirit of life Mm. which is in us because we are in christ jesus and verse three of chapter eight uh says for god has done what the law could not do Mm. See, by putting his spirit in us, mm. he's, he's given us all the resources that we need to overcome that, that struggle. Mm. And so I just want to encourage you that when you feel you're in that struggle, and we all, we all, have, that, we all have that tension. Barry's just um, you know, explained that very well. We, we all have that tension. We all have that struggle. And it's very easy for us to condemn ourselves. Mm and think oh you know i failed again oh you know i've got it wrong again and we fall back into that old way and i just encourage each one of us to when that happens is to declare over your life that there's no condemnation because you're in christ jesus and the spirit of life has set you free and come back to that higher law if you like the the law of the spirit of life which over which trump it's a trump card it trumps everything <laughs> and you know come back to that i you know we've talked a lot about these two trees over the last few years and i i have to say a, a couple of years ago two or three years ago it was a real shock to me when i realized that the wrong tree was not only knowledge of evil but it was knowledge of good yeah. as well. And it's like trying to do the right thing mm. 
that we are so conditioned to try and do. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to do the right thing is actually just as wrong as not doing the wrong things. Right. <laughs> yeah. And when we see it like that, it puts it all in perspective. That mm. It's not about our struggles to do right or wrong, mm. but it's about living by the spirit of life. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really about, you know, John seventeen three says, Jesus said, the high priestly prayer, this is eternal life that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. And knowing there is intimacy, it's as like Adam knew Eve, not knowing about God. And I think that's where, at the end of the day, what God is longing for, Father, Son, and Spirit, is an intimate relationship, a heart revelation where we live from that place. It's kind of like uh, you know Jesus saying to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The the tree of knowledge of good and evil would say, okay, if you love me, you have to keep the commandments. So I have to prove my love by keeping the commandments. But I believe the tree of life is, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. <laughs> you know, it's it's really that easy that the out of the place of intimacy and love, then the, we fulfill the commandments. I mean, even when you go back to Ezekiel, the promise of that really was speaking of the new covenant uh, reality when God said, I will remove your heart of uh, stone and I'll give you a heart of flesh. I will give you a new spirit and I will put my spirit in you so that you can walk in my ways. And and so it's this idea of, of living in a place where we're not focused on right and wrong, do and don't, all these external things, but actually dialing into the intimate river of life in the sense of you know, of who Jesus is and, and him bringing us to the Father and our union with Jesus is secured us union with the Father by the Holy Spirit and and then it, it becomes I remember and I'm not sure it's a direct quote from our, our friend James Jordan but I remember him saying something like this and James forgive me if I misquote this but it was basically like when when somebody, when we start to live out of our heart and we start to live in union with God and out of that place of being loved, mm-hmm. it's like when somebody comes up to you and says, you have to eat this ice cream, you know, <laughs> and you say, oh, okay, I'll, I mean, you love to do it, right? And it's just like this place in, in our relationship with God. And I think that's, and I don't, you know, I totally don't understand what happened in the garden with Adam and Eve and why in the world they were ever tempted to do that in the first place. But it, it's like, I truly believe yeah. the Father wants to just, it's it's like, you know, uh, Mark, when you, the often quoted scripture from Job, but the Father's wooing us and, and trying and just convincing us like to, to just to, to, to dine at at his banqueting feast, where in a in a place of intimacy, and then you know, if you love me, the automatic response is that we will, out of that love relationship, we will keep the commandments. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the key. Really, is you know, I was just thinking about this 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 week and thinking about this today, and um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil took us into orphan-hearted ways yeah and an orphan doesn't know that they're loved yeah um so an orphan has to work for affirmation work for acceptance work Mm. for belonging and so on and it's a very lonely difficult existence yeah you know satan became the ultimate orphan and in in choosing to eat that fruit we stepped into those orphan-hearted ways and 
You know, it says in Genesis chapter two, Adam, before the fall, Adam and his wife, they were naked and unashamed. They felt no shame. But suddenly after they've eaten this this fruit from this tree, they they become very aware of their nakedness. They become very aware of their vulnerability. Right. And they don't want to be open with one another. They don't want to be open with the father. So they hide. Mm. And then they suddenly stepped in out of this life of love into this life of fear. And First John four eighteen says, you know, perfect love casts out all fear. Fear has to do for, with punishment. So, you know, the, the what's what's happened is they've they've stepped out of this environment of love that they were born into, mm. and they've started to live out of their own effort. Yeah. And I I really believe it's as we come back to that place mm. of knowing that we're loved yeah that our father loves us you know that and i've just been thinking about this today and it's like you know the key really in this whole revelation for me is at the core of my being i know i'm loved yeah and I know God is being a father to me. Mm. And I think the more we understand that with our hearts, yeah. the more we are able to position ourselves to live in this downward flow of life from heaven mm. and to receive all that the father wants to give to us. And, you know, I, I know we do this often on the webcast, but I, I would just in, encourage you to, Keep putting yourself in a position where the Father can pour his love into your heart. Yeah. You know, Romans 5, verse 5, God pours his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not his ability to love us that is ever in question. Yeah. It's our ability to receive. And Romans 10, verse 10 says, it's with your heart you are saved. And it's like, this is a journey of the heart. Yeah. You know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's in the title, it's knowledge. It's a, it's a journey of intellect. Yeah. <laughs> and the tree of life is a journey of the heart. And so I want to just, I guess, I encourage us all to come back yeah. to that place where we allow our hearts to receive love. Yeah. Yeah, and I, if we, yeah, sorry. Go on, you're gone. I was just gonna say that, you know, um, I, when you were talking about that, I felt like the beautiful simplicity of what Jesus prayed to his father in Matthew 11, when he said, I thank you, Father, for you've hidden these things mm. from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children, for this was what you were delighted to do. And the yeah. idea, the Greek word for little children there is untaught, unskilled, wordless infants. Mm -hmm. And you talk about who... Uh, of all humanity, uh, what uh, people group in that sense are the most positioned to receive love? Mm -hmm. But a little baby just coming into the world, you know, and just uh, with a kind of that blank slate of you know, the, there's so much potential and, and, and just the closest to the original design that the father has. And, and it's like Jesus said, he hides these things from yeah. the wise and the learned. 
but he delights to reveal them to little children. And I, I really believe that there is something there in this whole revelation of the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge of good and evil that we can just find, that we can spend, it's amazing, we can spend our entire life trying to be wise and learned. Yet Jesus yes. says that he reveals the kingdom to little children. Yes. And that's, you know, I think the wise and learned really do live from that tree of knowledge of good and yeah. evil. And um, it's very, very easy for us to fall into that trap. Because mm. we think knowledge, we're so conditioned to think knowledge is good. And of course, you know, if you're going to see the doctor, you want him to use his knowledge. Absolutely. <laughs> but in our relationship with the Father, it's, mm. it's about drinking life and living in life. And it's that childlike simplicity, as Barry's just explained, that, that brings us back to that place of receiving but opens the door for us to live in rest yeah see i think this this tree the, the wrong tree it's not a place of rest mm -hmm. it's a place of striving it's a place of performance it's a place of struggle mm. but i believe the tree of life is a place of rest for each one of us mm. and we enter that rest as we have a childlike heart mm. and you know, I, I just believe that's what the father wants to do for for us is mm. to still our hearts mm. to once again be able to receive um, it's just so mm. easy for us to get back into the, the way of striving and performance yeah. It's kind of the default position. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the Father wants us to come back to that place of rest and receiving. Mm. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, it, it goes back to Matthew 18, verse 1 to 5, where Jesus says, mm. unless you change, turn, yeah. you know, and humble yourself and become like a little child, that you're just not going to enter into that beautiful kingdom that that mm. uh, is available for all of us. And, and, you know, as we always say that there's a five-year-old in each one of us, there's no question, you know, our lives are like growth rings in a tree. And so it, to me, it's just, it's a, it's asking the father to help us to reconnect with that foundational need that we all have to be loved. I think one of the things that makes children great in the, the eyes of the father, according to Jesus, is that they have not, they don't have a developed intellect. You know, they live from their heart. You know, when they're hungry or they're, they want to play or if they're tired or whatever, they just intuitively live from this beautiful place that is in their heart. And it's as yeah. we get the little children get older, you know, they go to school, you know, we, we start to teach them how to live from their mind rather than their mm -hmm. heart. And then there's that disconnect that happens. And I, I truly believe that there is something of an essence of in each and every one of us. The Father is just really encouraging us, like Mark said, to, and 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 to be honest, I I feel, and Mark and I have talked about this before, that in Matthew eleven, you know, Jesus talks about no one knows the Father except the Son, and to those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. And then he also talks about the childlike heart, that the father hides these things from the wise and learned and reveals them to little children. And then at the end of that chapter, he extends an invitation. 
And it says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you know, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest to your souls. And yeah, I, I just have that sense with you, Mark, that I, I think there's an invitation today for mm-hmm. each and every one of us to, to um, yeah, just, and again, it's not like disconnect from one tree and then go to the other and that's it. But I mean, just you know, to I eat, <laughs> it'd be, you know, it'd be lovely if you could push a button and and then we were in the right tree. But it's just understanding that this is kind of the the struggle that each and every one of us have. And just that there is that way, that place of intimacy, the place of living in love, the cha- the place of a childlike heart where we can be reconnected to that, the simplicity of his goodness and his kindness and just his, his desires for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we get to a place where the struggle goes. Yeah. Or starts to go yeah <laughs> and you know when, when we look at the parallel passage in Galatians to the ones in Romans we 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 read about becoming heirs of Abraham mm. heirs of all the promises that were given to Abraham you know and the promises given to Abraham were like your descendants will be more numerous than the the sand on the seashore than the stars mm. in the sky you know the, the promises to abraham were that nations would come mm. and that's i think there's something in us that's our heart that's mm. what we want to see happen that's what we believe can happen and we've we've tended in the past to try and make all of that happen mm. But actually, when we live in this downward flow of life, you know, as Galatians says, we we are all sons and heirs. Mm. And we begin to receive the promises, the inheritance that was promised to Abraham. And what previously had been a struggle becomes we, we, we see fruit because we're connected to the source of yeah. the fruit. See, it's not our fruit, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Right. And it's like when we're connected, John 15, connected to the vine, it's like the life flow flows from the soil through the, the trunk, along the branches, into us, mm. and we bear fruit. Yeah. And John 15 says we will bear abundant fruit and lasting fruit. And I think that's something we, we desire, but it's something that's eluded us. Mm. But yet that's the fruit of the spirit. That's the fruit of the spirit of sonship. That as we cry, Abba, Father, you know, God, you really are my dad. (laughs) It's like that fruit is produced much more automatically because we realize, we recognize it's not our fruit, but it's the fruit of the spirit of life in us. And we begin to see the promises given to Abraham being Mm -hmm. fulfilled in our life. And I find that exciting. Mm. Oh, yeah. Preach it, brother. <laughs> I, I think if we would ask for, you know, everybody to raise their hand, you know, digitally, like how I, anybody want to just dive into that that uh, yeah. river of life and living out of the tree of life. I mean, I think we're all 
so tired of the kind of the mental gymnastics that it takes yeah. to try to figure out right from wrong, good from yeah. bad. Am I working hard enough? If I'm, you know, what do I need to do in order to please God? All that stuff, you know. And, and of course, we know that's not working for love, but it's working from love. Yeah, you know. And I just, yeah. uh, I think, you know, maybe when we wrap up today, maybe we can just spend a little time just praying for all of us, you know, and including us as well, that we would just, yeah, I just, I think, I think it's first Corinthians eight, one that says that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up, you know, and, and again, there's nothing wrong. God has given us beautiful minds. And like you said, you go to a doctor, you want that doctor functioning in, in the glory of his, all that of his intellect and his training. It's not about that, but it's about, it's like even thinking our relationships with our with our family, with our kids, with our grandkids. We're not. It's not just an intellectual ascent. It's a heart to heart, in you know, relationship that we have with with our family. And I think that's what Papa just wants for us. And and you know, in you know, I I maybe you could probably quote it better than me. But the the Message Bible's uh, uh, translation of um, Matthew eleven come unto me you know is it burned yeah. out and you know are you tired worn out on religion come to me and i'll give you a real rest yeah watch how i do it learn from me <laughs> yeah. and learn the unforced rhythms of grace yeah you know I, I i i really believe you're right barry i believe there's an invitation for all of us tonight mm. an invitation to receive life See, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is all about judgment. Mm. You know, we, we judge ourselves, we judge one another. And that judgment breaks relationship. Yeah. And it's not in the Father's heart. You know, Jesus, Jesus says in, in John's Gospel, all judgment was given to him. Mm. But he chooses to judge no one. Mm. You know, the only person, the only man qualified to judge he says i judge no one yeah and you know we can learn from that we spend a lot of our time judging mm. and judging one another being critical and all we're doing is saying i'm further up the wrong tree than you and when you put it like that that's not a lot that's, that's not a that's not a good place to be <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny you know, and i i just believe tonight the father's offering us life yeah. Life in all its fullness. John yeah. 10, verse 10. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like there's... Uh, maybe I'll put the music on. <laughs> just maybe there's just a time. And I just... Maybe we could just... Yeah, just ask the Father by His Spirit to still our hearts. Yeah. And that we would be able to come into a place that we would just be able to... Yeah. Just ask the Father to... To, again, I think one of the things that what happened in the garden is that the eyes of their hearts were closed mm-hmm. and the eyes of their understanding was opened. Yeah. But now the um, Ephesians 1 verse 17 and 18, Paul says, I keep on asking the glorious Father that he might give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you might know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart might be opened 
so that you might know the hope of your calling and the glorious inheritance that you have together with all the saints. And I I believe that tree of life, the, the spirit of life of Christ in us awakens us, opens our eyes to see the into the kingdom realm like we've never seen before. So Father, we just ask by your Holy Spirit that the the eyes of our hearts would be opened and that there would be a deeper awakening today, even in this very moment, than we've ever had before. And where we've tried to live our life through uh, just the, the wrong tree, Father, where we've just been stressed out and maxed out and, and just just confused and overwhelmed and just tired and burned out with religion. Father, we just ask that your Holy Spirit, even in this very moment, would just awaken us to the truth of your love. That our hearts would be set at rest. And Father, that we would come to that place of the simplicity of a childlike heart again. That cries, Abba, you really are my Father. I came from you. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. Father, would you just posture our hearts to receive? Help us to posture our hearts. your love being poured into our hearts, the substance of your love, the substance of your presence being poured into our hearts. Father, may we know at the very core of our being that we're loved. Mm -hmm. We're sons and we're daughters. We're no longer orphans. We're no longer subject to the orphan-hearted ways, the corrupted wisdom of Satan, but we've been brought back into that place of being in Christ, where the spirit of life that flows from Christ flows into us. Father, may our hearts be so postured to, to receive you've come to give us life and life in all its fullness and father may we pursue that may we chase after it may we may we constantly have an open heart to receive your love and your life being poured into our hearts yeah thank you father Thank you, Father, that our relationship with you is a relationship of the heart. It's a a life flow between you and us. It's not a relationship of knowledge, of, of intellect, of right or wrong, trying to do the right thing, trying not to do the wrong thing, but it's a relationship where our hearts are inclined towards you mm. because the eyes of our heart can see who you really are. Father, help us to be rooted and grounded in love. Help our spirit to be strengthened by your spirit to receive this vast ocean of love that you want to pour into us. Yeah. 
So Father, just transform us. Transform our hearts. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that the kingdom does belong to little children. Yeah. And those with a childlike heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you that you hide these things from the wise and the learned, but you'd love to reveal your kingdom to little kids. Little kids are oblivious to their their surroundings, Mm. naked and unashamed. Yeah. Father, bring us back to the beautiful simplicity of being little and loved. Yes. And may the Abba cry resound deep in our spirits, even in this moment. Abba, you really are my father. So good, eh? <laughs> well, actually, the wrong tree is not particularly good, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the right tree is for sure. The right tree is, yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you all for joining us yeah. once again. It's good to yeah. be back together like this. I mean, we've been hanging out for a couple of weeks, but you know, certainly not this way in the last four weeks. So. Good to be yeah. back. Thank you, everybody, for coming and bless you guys. And just, uh, yeah, may the we all just go from one degree of glory to the next in this revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See you next week. See you next week. Yeah. See everybody. Bye. <laughs>